Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast, Wisdom's Echo. This is Lindy Masters with the insight of the day. I want to talk today about being dependent, independent, and codependent. Sometimes in life we see people who are very dependent on each other or codependent on each other. And there is a place where we've got to learn to mature and to grow up uh, and to learn to be independent. However, even in independence, we can have some troubles. I'm going to go through each one and speak about it. Dependent, the dictionary definition of dependent is requiring someone or something for financial or other support. So requiring it. You can't operate without it. I have a little grandson and he is five months old. He's incredibly dependent. He requires someone to feed him, to burp him, to carry him, to put him to bed, to pick him up and to put him down again. The saddest thing is when I find that in human beings, in, in adults, and they have the same problem. They need people to fetch them, to carry them, to give them all of their um, ideology, to give them all of their daily thought patterns To that can't seem to operate outside of someone telling them what to do or what to believe. Then let's have a look at codependent. Codependency is excessive emotional or psychological reliance on someone. So excessive emotional or psychological reliance on someone. I found that after being a pastor for 40 years, that I have seen it and perhaps seen people try to put it on me, where you get a very people-dependent pastor or very pastor-dependent people. In other words, there's an excessive emotional and physical or psychological reliance on the pastor, that you can't operate outside of your pastor, you can't operate outside of your church, that you will just stand for them no matter what they've done, just blinded by what's going on. Uh, we have a case happening at the moment in our country, which is a pastor who's embezzled over 102 million from his congregation. But the people are so unbelievably codependent on him that they cannot see or even begin to comprehend that he's done anything wrong, even to them. So there's an excessive emotional and psychological reliance and pull on them towards their pastor or towards people. And you can see this in relationships that are toxic, where there would be an excessive emotional pull towards the other person in a relationship, which always ends up in a toxic situation. And then we have independence. Independence is someone who is not influenced or controlled by others in matters of opinion or matters of conduct. In other words, they can think for themselves and they're an independent thinker. This is a place, obviously, where we all want to be, where we become uninfluenced by the stuff that's around us. And, and I would say particularly in the media at the moment and the time frame that we're living in where there's so many conspiracy theories, so many things going on, where we've got to come to a place where we're not influenced or controlled by others in matters of opinion or conduct because I'm thinking for myself and I'm, I'm an independent thinker and I can I can think this thing through logically. I don't need to have to look at the media to formulate my thought pattern, I can make a decision for myself based on facts. Let's have a look at a couple of scriptures. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So you've got to trust in the Lord. Don't lean on your understanding, trust in the Lord with all your heart and he will direct your path. Proverbs nineteen twenty one. 
Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. In John 15, 5, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain and abide in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit because apart from me, you can do nothing. So there's this whole issue of being independent, but being dependent on him, on his being part of his tree, being part of being grafted into who he is. In Psalm 127, verse 1, it says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers build in vain. And so we've got to understand that although we're independent and we can do what we need to do, there's a dependence on Yahweh. There's a dependence on what he wants us to do. Not a codependency, but definitely a dependence requiring him for support, requiring him to build into us that which he wants us to do. Romans 12 verse 4 to 5 says, For just as each of us has one body with many members, all the members do not have the same function. So in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. So, you know, we have a voice within our communities. We have a voice within our hubs or within our, our any, any community you find yourself in. You must have a voice. You cannot sit there and go, I do not have a voice. I have to sit and listen, say yes, no, three bags full, and that's it. You have a voice. You have an ability to have a voice that speaks, and that might even have slightly different opinions. But, you know, there is a way to have a difference of opinion without coming into conflict. I think it would be so healthy if we could go, I believe this and you believe that, but you know what? It's cool. Let's go for coffee and not lose Friendship based on the fact that we have a difference in opinion. I recently watched a psychological program where families had come into unbelievable conflict over politics. One believed that fully in the politics of the the left and the other side believed fully in the politics of the right. And so people were not talking and family members didn't want to meet with each other because they, they all were so strong in their belief structures. And they might not even have discussed it with each other, but they believed, they couldn't believe, the other one believed this. How can he believe that stuff? I won't talk to him if he believes this stuff. This is siblings and dads and, 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 and their children. And I thought, my goodness, is there not a place where we each have a voice and then we laugh it off and go and have a cup of coffee? We've got to learn to stay connected. We've got to work at staying connected, especially in this time. And, and I say work because it does take work. The connection doesn't have to be because people pander after your thought pattern. Connection doesn't happen because people all believe what you believe. Connection happens because it's a heart and DNA issue. People want to be around us because they have a heart connection to us. And we will always have a difference of opinion. And I'll tell you what, I think that's incredibly healthy because it proves that we're not all cookie cutter being told what to say, what to believe and what to do, but we have difference of opinion and we can still get together. Why? Because we have a DNA attraction to one another. We have a, we have a, a heart connection to one another and we work at staying connected. I work at, at being friends with people who have a very different opinion to me, but sometimes they make it so hard and they make it hard because 
they will fight you. They want to be combative. They want to be in connection with me as long as I believe what they believe. And if they realize I don't believe what they believe, they really work hard at trying to convince me that their way is the right way. Do you know that there's several ways that are the right way? And Yahweh knows the end of all of them. And he just goes, pick one. I think in the in the charismatic evangelical circles, we've been told there is the one will of God, the divine will. And, and a lot of people have come to me over the years and gone, what is, I don't know what the will of God is. Tell me what the will of God is. I need to find the will of God. And there's this terror in people that will miss the will of God for our lives. What if I told you that there were several options that Yahweh knew had planned out for you and he just waited for you to pick one and he knew the outcome of all of them. Some of them you might pick are not the right ones, but there's some that might be the very, very perfect ones and gorgeous ones and amazing ones with the most astonishing outcomes. But all of them, he knows the outcome and he's okay with that because he is one who has given us free will. If he knew there was only one path and we had to pick that path um, and he and he made sure we picked that path, then we don't have free will. Our free will is completely manipulated by a God that, tells us we've got to pick the one he's chosen. No, he's given us free will and says, here's a couple of options, but here's a, here's a clue. Here's a clue. If you acknowledge me in all your ways, I'll direct your path. I'll direct you because I know the end. And, and there are many paths, but I'll direct you if you let me. Lord, if, if I let you build the house, I won't labor in vain because you'll help me to build it. And so uh, you let me build it. And, and so he says, yeah, pick one and I'll, I'll work with you to, to build it to the best that we can build it. You know, if I trust in the Lord with all my heart and I don't lead to my own understanding and I, and I acknowledge him, he directs me. He brings me to that end and he knows the end result. So you have a voice within your community, within your, your spiritual community, within your family community. But let's make our voices less combative and more reconciliatory. I understand your point of view. I honor your point of view. And I have this point of view. These are the ways I'm thinking and these are the ways that you're thinking. And I think that's a very healthy way to have opinions, to have a voice and to be able to speak without being combative. So in the light of meetings, closing down, not being able to meet, the things that are going on all over the world, um, I think we've got to get to a place where, you know, my son said this to me the other day. He said, mom, if church is God to people, then we're in trouble. If going to church and everything that happens within a church building is God to people, then we earnestly need to have an encounter with God, a face-to-face -face encounter with God, because God is not your church. God is not your church building. And I'm a pastor telling you this. God is not what happens on a Sunday. God is what happens every day with that still small voice that speaks through the Father, the Son, and the Ruach HaKadosh on the inside of you. Religion will lead us to things that leave us powerless. It'll lead us to thought patterns that leave us powerless. It'll leave, lead us to ways of understanding that leave us powerless because religion in itself kills and it brings us to a place of great pain and control. We've got to get to a place where we change the way we think about God even um, in a church structure and start to be independent of this is how you must think and this is how you must behave. 
someone said this to me, healthy things grow and growing things change. Change is inevitable. Here's the thing. I remember when I got became first became born from above, I traveled with an evangelist. They said there are the seven last words of a dying church is this. It's never been done this way before. And so we've got to understand that healthy things grow and growing things change. We've got to make sure we're not dependent, totally dependent on people for everything, for our thought patterns. We've got to make sure that we're not codependent, excessive emotional and psychological reliance on someone. We've got to become independent, not influenced or controlled by others or in matters of opinion or conduct. But we think for ourselves, why? Because we're so connected into the Ruach HaKadosh, the Holy Spirit, into the Father, into the Son, Yeshua HaMashiach. And then he directs our path. So I really want to encourage you with this today to learn to come to a place where you can agree and disagree agreeably and walk in unity one with another. Shalom, shalom.